0: Today, Larry's going to be sharing with us 10 financial planning tips for the new year, 2020. Everybody's making little changes here and there, and and, uh, this is a great foundation to set yourself up for tremendous success in the new year. Good morning, Larry. How are you? I am doing terrific, Eric. How are you? I am fantastic. The the holidays are always fun, always busy. I'm ready for a little bit of rest, maybe a little bit of
1: relaxation, so. Yeah, well, you know, and and the cold weather. I'm I'm already ready ready for the warm weather.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was done with that a month ago. (laughs) For sure. So we got 10 financial planning tips for the new year. And uh, it's always a nice, an opportunity to really kind of do a little bit of a reset on our lives. Uh, And this seems to be the, you know, the time of year everybody's doing it. So I'm assuming that's why you picked this time to release this. But I, I know that you have some primary focuses for this. So what are they?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, beginning of the year, it's always a good time. I mean, I don't really like New Year's resolutions, but it's always a good time to revisit a lot of items because you've got a whole year to implement them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with the financial planning tips, we're going to cover a lot of different areas. Some may be relevant to you, but they're always good tips. All right. I'm ready to learn. Okay. So let's start with financial planning tip number one. Prepare a budget. Now, I'm not saying you have to have an actual detailed budget and itemize everything you spend. It would be nice. It would be helpful. There are some planning softwares out there that you can purchase and help you with this. But I'm always amazed when I ask people how much do they think they can save for the year, and they look me in the eye and they say, I have no idea, Larry. Mm-hmm. And And no, that that is just really, that's why I put it up there. Number one is really you need to know what your spending is going to be and what your income is going to be. One, so you don't spend more than what your income is. And two, so you can craft a savings plan for yourself. So... You know, one of the things that I, I say to look at is, you know, look at your last year's you know, tax returns and see what your taxable income was. That's at least a starting point that you can do that. Mm-hmm. And then either, if you still do your checkbook manually, which the millennials will be laughing at me, calculate what your expenses are for last year. If you do it online, you could pull up your whole expenses for last year right from the, right from the bank. And you want to look at a full year because you don't want to just look at one to two months because there are things like insurance payments or some maybe gifts for the holidays that are only once a year mm-hmm. and really see kind of what your expenses are for last year. So at least you have a starting point that you can go from last year and start to plan for this year. Of course, knowing exactly what you spend is really, really important. I use Quicken and download it right from my bank, and it sets up and it goes into the categories. So I can go online and I can see how much my mortgage payment was each month, how much insurance that I pay for the year. So I can now project what I think my expenses are going to be for the future year and see how much I can save. Mm -hmm. So get to it. Great time to, to, to actually, you know, write down or calculate or determine what your expenses are going to be. And if you have something new or you want to save for something or to a big purchase, it'll help you plan for that.
0: Yeah. and, And part of, I think one of the best tips in that is that as part of that budgeting is that whole review process, because you can also find things that you spent money on that you didn't necessarily have to, or you made some mistakes in this last year, that cost you a little bit of money uh, because either you procrastinated and so you had some fees or whatever the case may be. That helps you make those goals to to be a little bit wiser with your money and your spending and and avoid those mistakes that you made in the in the last year.
1: Uh, a great thought there. I was going to bring this up later, but since you mentioned this to me, uh, I'm going to relay a story. So you know all those subscriptions out there now that people buy, you know, for Xbox or for. Any type of services there, oh, yeah. you can apps purchase the yep. apps on these phones. And what happens is you purchase them, you may use them, then you forget about them. Guess what they all have in common, Eric? <laughs> they automatically take money from you. <laughs> yeah, but what else, do they auto, what else do they do if it's only once a year? Oh, I don't know. What do they do? They auto renew it. Oh, So this yes. way they make it so easy for you to How pay nice it again. <laughs> yes. Nice of that, right? Yeah. And what is it? It's tied to your credit card. So uh, yeah. unless you go into your credit card bills and look at those subscriptions, you don't even know that they're there. I mean, I just found out that I was paying for my kids' Xbox Live only because this year I got a notice, hey, the credit card expired. We can't we can't hit your credit card because it's an old credit card. And I'm like, Well, that's great because I don't use this anymore. Yep. So oh man, it's, it's so, so funny going, you said
0: that Sorry, Larry, I didn't mean to talk over you. It's so funny that you said that, Larry, because that's exactly the same thing that happened to me as a business owner. I was looking and I was using some software. It was video editing, really good software. Uh, I thought that I paid for it basically, you know, one time. Well, there was the one-time payment and then there was an ongoing for all the updates that they give you. Well, I didn't realize that until, again... About a year and two months later, they're like, "Hey, would you like to use your new card for this? Because we'd like to continue, you know, milking you for nine ninety nine a month." So over a little over a year and a half, that's a couple hundred dollars. I was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding
1: me!" I had no idea, and it was just my fault for not not seeing that. Absolutely. Or, or my other pet peeve is uh, my kids don't do this anymore. They sign up for a three month free trial ah, and they yes. forget to cancel. <laughs> so. So anybody out there that's listening, go and look at your subscriptions. If you did a free trial in the last 3 months, go back and remember to cancel that if you don't want it. And make sure you go through your credit card and see what those renewals, you know, those renewals are. Or if you do put a separate list together, so and tickle that in in an Outlook spread, in Outlook, so before it comes up next year, you can make a decision whether you want to you know, keep that. Because all those little Subscriptions here and there add up. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about tip number two, which kind of incorporates that as far as the subscriptions. It's really save more money. Well, how can you save more money? Well, one of the things is to make sure you don't spend on things that you don't really need, such as some of those subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Or you know, one of my things when I when I give and I talk to companies about their 401k and I'm talking to participants and they're complaining, well, I can't save more in my 401k plan. You know, I asked them how many of you guys buy coffee on the street every day and how much, and what kind of coffee do you buy? Do you buy that expensive latte there? I said, how much does that cost every day? And you know, so they'll give me an idea, maybe five, $10. I said, so you're doing five, $10 a day times five days, that's 50, times mm-hmm. four weeks is 200, times 12 is 2,400. Yikes. So if you give up that expensive latte, what could you just do with that extra $2,400? What do you think you can do with that, Eric? Oh, a lot. <laughs> I maybe uh- save it. Ah, there you go. <laughs> how about increase what you put in each month or each paycheck on your 401k? Yeah. And I bet you you could figure out how to get coffee somewhere else less expensive. Mm-hmm, what do you mm-hmm. think about that idea, Eric?
0: Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the caramel macchiato. And uh, yeah, <laughs> like I'll get a triple shot. So they're, you know, you're sitting at seven, eight bucks. So yeah, I can do that at home pretty well
1: for a lot less. There you less, go. A lot less. Or, or, you don't want to give it up entirely once a week. There you go. Yeah, you a know? Treat. so treat. a little treat once a week. That gives you four more times to do that. So I guarantee everybody out there has got something that they say, you know what? If I give it up, I won't miss it. And what happens if you give it up and you miss it? You go back. Mm-hmm. But at least give it up and increase that saving amount. So. Yeah. You know, get to work on that. You'd be surprised how these little things add up. There are some applications now. Actually, one of my sons has, I forget the name off the top of my head, but they'll round up when you make purchases and they'll take the little extra cents and they'll put it into your savings account automatically in your bank. Kind of cool.
0: Huh, nice. So
1: so there are a lot of different ways that you could, you know, kind of look to spend some more money without it really impacting your life. Mm -hmm, Absolutely.
0: And and you you brought up apps. I'm just going to throw one out there. Uh, Not sure if this is the the current app name, but there was one called Shop Savvy and it actually used the camera and you can go into a store and scan it, uh, scan a product. And if that store price matches someplace, you'll get the prices of that product everywhere locally so that you can then ask them to price match to a local store. Uh, which again, just in your everyday shopping, you're going to someplace and buying maybe an electronic device, which I've done at Best Buy. They price match, found it cheaper someplace else, and they immediately lowered the price about 25 bucks.
1: That's great. So for all of us, uh, older people out there, I want to say, <laughs> get your ki- get your kids or your grandkids to kind of help you with some of those apps. There you go. If you can't, if you can't figure it out, you know, offer them a little bit of savings for doing that. So There is definitely ways that you can look to save some more money. Absolutely. So talking about saving more money, Eric, let's talk about what you can save your money in and what the ideal place to save is those retirement accounts. Mm -hmm. Why do we want to save in those retirement accounts? Because the government's going to allow us to put the money in pre-tax and grow tax-deferred. So I'm talking about 401k plans, profit-sharing plans, IRA plans. Those are the best ways of saving for yourself. If you're in a lower bracket, you may want to consider a Roth Mm -hmm. versus a traditional plan. That depends. But still, these retirement savings accounts are your best way of saving. So that money that you're saving from some of these apps or from not buying that latte Look to increase your retirement savings. You want to get to that maximum number. You know what is that? You know what is that maximum number for for most people? You know when their four hundred one k's the maximum number is nineteen thousand five hundred for twenty twenty. It's up five hundred from last year. Mm. And if you're out there and you're over fifty, you can put another sixty five hundred dollars away. Another you know getting you up to twenty six thousand dollars. So don't forget, if you're over 50, make sure your plan has allowed you to do that extra $6,500. And you know, if, if you're lucky enough to be in your own business, now you can even put more money away. You, you can put up to $57,000 away between different plans. And I'm not going to go into this now. We'll probably do it on a different podcast. But there are other plans, especially if you're a solo owner, such as Define benefit and cash balance plans where you can put hundreds of thousands of dollars away. So look at trying to get the max that you can put away. And even if you can't reach the max, put the most away, put away until it really hurts. Of course, you need to do step tip one and tip two to know how much you can put away in tip three.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They, these all kind of
1: go together. I like that. So let, let's let's switch gears. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about some different financial planning tips. All right. Uh, one of them just has to do with with taxes. Everyone recalls in two thousand eighteen, we had the new tax law. A lot of changes came into place. So how much you actually had to withhold on your paycheck was a little tough to do because the IRS had old withholding tables. Mm -hmm. Well, finally, now 2020, they've come out with new withholding tables. So now you want to make sure based upon what you're earning that you're withholding enough or you're not withholding too much. A lot of times people love getting these huge refunds back. And I try to explain to them, well, the government had a tax-free loan for the year. If you were actually saving a little bit money each year, instead of getting a huge refund at the end of the year, Eric, I'm going to lead you right into this. What could you do with that extra savings every paycheck? Uh, you could make some money on it. No, oh, come on. What were we talking about? Tips one, two, and three.
0: Well, you just said, what are you doing with the saving of the money? Well, the money that we're saving, we're going to make money on, right? Because we're going to put it into we're our money We're going to make money on it.
1: Well, yeah. there you go. We're well, going to put it into the retirement. I was
0: two steps ahead. Of you. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> put it in our retirement account, so we will make some money on it. Hopefully,
1: there you go. <laughs> so, so you want to take a look at that. And if you're not putting away enough, you don't want to have any surprises when you have to pay your taxes in April, and all of a sudden your accountant says, "Uh-oh, you're going to owe some more. You know, some more money." So either look at this withholding tables or. If you really can't do this, at least discuss this with your account to make sure that you're withholding the right amount from your paycheck. Not too little, not too much, just the right amount. All right. Find that balance. Absolutely. Okay. Tip number five, pay down any debt. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes up there in amazement for me right after them not having a budget, not knowing how much you're saving is that people don't pay their credit cards each month. It, it just it boggles my mind that they're paying double-digit interest plus a fee because they just were lazy or forgot to pay their credit card that, that month. Yikes. So, so it, it, if you do use credit cards, and just about all of us use credit cards, it's really important that you pay that off each month. And if you have had... Unfortunately, to have some balances on there before you even save money into your retirement accounts, take that extra savings and pay down those debts. Get rid of those ungodly interest rates on your credit cards. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why all these banks want you to go out and they offer you all these great deals on these credit cards. And One of the reasons is they know people are not going to always pay on time. And if you do have these credit cards, you need to know what your budget is so you don't overdo the credit cards and cannot pay off the balance each month. So again, paying down your debt is really critical and not having any credit card debt is even better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One, One debt that obviously I like and most people do like is mortgages. Although there are some limitations now with the SALT rules. So you, are, you know, so you are limited on the real estate taxes, and you are limited on your mortgage deduction. The amount now for the mortgage is $750,000. So any new mortgage above that, you won't even be able to write off all the interest. So if you are thinking about buying a home and it's going to be above that number, remember, it's not going to be deductible. And for those that have mortgages and they're maxing out in their retirement accounts, another great way to save is make an extra payment on that mortgage payment. Make it every other, you know, twice a month, your mortgage payment, if you can, if you see that savings, or at least once a year, Mm -hmm. it'll chop off years on those mortgages and bring you down from 30 years to less. And I can't tell you how great a feeling it is when I talk to clients and they kind of said, you know what? I've paid down my mortgage. I don't have a mortgage. No matter how old you are, no matter how much money you have, everyone loves the fact that they can eventually pay off their mortgage. I would love that.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to that day.
1: <laughs> so let's switch gears one more time and let's, let's talk about item. I think, what are we up to? One, two, three, four, five, like six. six, Eric. Yep. Review your investment portfolio and asset allocation. Mm-hmm. So, so... 2019 has been a great year for the stock market. Double-digit returns, 20% returns, and a lot of classifications in there. Everyone's seen their portfolios go up. That has been great. Everyone loves it. But the stock market doesn't just go up every year, year after year. So depending upon your time horizon, depending upon your risk tolerance, you want to look at your asset allocation. Here at Hello Wealth Management, we look at it four times a year. But you know if you're home and, and you're looking at that or your 401k, you want to do this at least once a year. And what do you want to do? You want to take some of your profits on things that did really well and maybe move them into some other categories that would maybe add a favor. It, it goes kind of against human nature and psychological thinking. Well, why am I selling my winners? Why am I selling things that are doing really great? Shouldn't I keep them because they're doing great and they continue to do great? Well, not necessarily. Uh, now may be the time to what we call sell high and buy low. Now, You're not going to exactly time it perfectly, but also what you're doing is you're making sure that you're not accumulating too much in one particular class in mm-hmm. case that class has a, has a bad year. And I can't tell you again, how many people we talk to participants in 401k plans that, you know, they'll spend hours upon hours looking at airline prices or trying to plan a trip. And I, then I'll ask them, well, have you looked at your 401k plan to see where it is? No, I think I did that four years ago when I signed up. Mm-hmm. So it's in some accounts. I don't even know what they're, you know, they're in, and, you know, and You know, Some of these 401k plans have got model portfolios. The ones that we set up for clients have model portfolios with automatic rebalancing in place or a target fund that kind of does that. Yeah, if you're in one of those investments, you don't even have to kind of worry about it because it's done automatically for you, but not all plans have those options. So you want to look at that. You also want to look at your outside assets, your non-retirement account assets. When are you going to use money? How much cash do I need? Do I have too much in the stock market? Should I be, have some more money in bonds? So putting a game plan together and reviewing the asset allocation and then also deciding if I'm going to be able to save some more money, where should I save it in? In what class should I save it in? Mm-hmm. So looking at your investment strategy, of course, for those that have come to Hello Wealth Management and hired us, we're going to be doing this for you um, or alongside you. Alongside you. But if you're if you're out there doing it on your own, now's a great time to look at your investment portfolio. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, step number seven: recalculate your insurance needs and review all your insurance policies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, everybody hates insurance. Nobody likes to pay for insurance. Uh, they understand the need for insurance, whether it's life insurance, disability insurance, medical insurance, homeowner's insurance. At least once a year, you want to kind of pull out the policies and see what the coverages you have on that and what you're paying for that and see if you need to shop it. You don't get you know, complacent with your auto insurance. You've had the same company year after year go and shop that around. If you have an agent, make sure that the agent is shopping that around. Look at your life insurance needs. Did you have another child and you have to increase your insurance needs? Or maybe you don't need as much insurance anymore. Or you're getting older and you haven't thought yet about long-term care insurance. So each year, at least once a year, Go through that process, review the policies, look at the premiums, look at the coverages, speak to a professional out there, speak to an agent out there, and make sure you have the right coverage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes our policies go up for no reason. And uh, you just never know if you're paying the best price or not. So I, I highly encourage because we ran into the situation with our homeowner's policy. We had no idea it had gone up as much as it was because I kept seeing my mortgage go up, Larry. And I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And found out that my homeowner's insurance, they were jacking my rates up year after year. And so we changed companies and went right. Our mortgage went right
1: back down to where it was supposed to be. Absolutely. And it's just as important to check the coverages as it is the premiums. Yes. yes, Because uh, not you may get a less premium, but you may be reducing your coverage. So you want to do both. Mm-hmm. All right. What's our next tip? So tip number eight, rebuild your credit score. So at least once a year, you should go and, you know, check your score there. Are, now there are three agencies. You can do them for free each year. We did a individual podcast on credit scores with Leslie Tain a while That's back. Right. So if you're more interested in, you know, hearing more on how to improve your credit score, go pull out that podcast and listen to that. But it's great to even look at it. Even if you think your credit is well you should kind of go and check it out and see where, see where you are. And Leslie talked about you know, how your credit score can change in retirement, even though you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So go and look and see if you are. And if you had take a little dinks to your credit, sc- credit score, look at ways and how you can rebuild that. So that would be tip number eight. Absolutely. Tip number nine, review and update your wills and related documents as well as all your beneficiaries. And, you know, maybe you don't have to do this every year. Maybe it's every couple of years, but it can't, definitely can't hurt to look at it once a year, you know, pull out the, the, the wills and see who the executor, I see who the trustees are, see who the beneficiaries are speaking of beneficiaries. Make sure you look at the beneficiaries on your IRAs and 401ks and life insurance policies, because those go before you wills. A lot of people think if you have a will, however, it's in your will is going to tell you how your money is distributed, but the contracts go separately. So you you want to check all those, you know, all those beneficiaries on there. Uh, And a lot of times we'll see people that put their secondary beneficiaries minor children. You don't want to do that. So you, you want to have some wording in there not to have minor children as secondary beneficiaries. Now I can go on and on here talking about stories that we've seen because when mm-hmm. they come into Hello Wealth management we require that they get us the beneficiaries of different all the all the different policies and all their different retirement accounts and we've seen beneficiaries where they left off one kid where they they didn't they didn't have a beneficiary they thought they did and they never mm-hmm. put one down uh, we've seen one where our ex-spouse is still the beneficiary. So <laughs> awkward, you know. So yes, so you you want you want to go and make sure that you make all these all these corrections.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine that mess. Uh, <laughs> that's a talk about family fighting. Nobody wants to leave this earth, you know, with the rest of the family fighting over what's going to happen and and you know everything being made public and oh, it's just going to be a nightmare. So no, that's a good tip.
1: Finally, tip number 10, create, review your retirement plan. So what I say, it's never too early to start planning for retirement. So if you've gone through tips one through nine, you should be ready now to visualize your retirement plan. Mm -hmm. You know, how can you, you know, afford to retire the lifestyle that you want to? You know, there are studies that say, if you plan, you're more likely to have have a successful retirement. So, Try to think, try to go ahead, try to do that. Try to meet with an advisor. Of course, here, that's what we do every year and look at the plan and make sure that you're on track so you can you know live your life now. But also, when you get to that point where you want a retirement, you can live well in retirement. Yeah. So that's my tip number 10. So I hope all 10 of these tips you'll put into place for the new decade out there, 2020, and if you need any assistance on that, we'd be glad to help. You can reach out to us at HelloWealthManagement.com.
0: Larry, this is great. Wonderful tips for the new year. And uh, I've, I learned a few things, and <laughs> I've, got some, I've got some things to implement in my own financial life uh, in, in here. And I guess it's gonna, I'm going to start cutting down on peppermint ice cream. But I don't think they really carry that past Christmas and new year too long, so I should be fine. Uh, but that's definitely going to be on my list to eliminate (laughs) so I can save a little bit more money toward retirement. Larry, thanks again. This is a great podcast. Uh, Thank you, Eric. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And if you want to truly achieve Some of these changes that Larry talked about, you've got to share these with your spouse, your your family member that's going to help you stay on track with these changes that you want to make. That's just the accountability piece of it. Beyond that, contact a professional to help you, whether that's Larry or if you already have a professional in your life, reach out and say, hey, here's some things I need to check over. You'll be much more successful when you have that accountability partner. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.